TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. This is Inside the Champion's Mind featuring Dr. Lawrence Tam and Marcus Pierce. Welcome to Inside Champion's Mind, a show dedicated to helping you overcome mediocrity in pursuit of being world-class in anything you do. I'm Lawrence Tam, co-founder of The Wellness Couch, and always by my side, Champion's Mindset co-host Marcus Pierce. Yeah. You are a champion, Mr. Lawrence Tam, for being on this podcast. Um, you are, uh, you know why. For everyone that's listened to the previous episode, this incredible man has done. Uh, you have. Um, I'm going to start calling you the Miracle Man. The way you're recording, you're you're pushing through. You're here. I didn't think you would be. Uh, you're not in your sick bed. Uh, well, if you are, you're still recording anyway. And um, all <laughs> kudos to you. Really, hey. really inspired by your magnificence. <laughs> Well, you're just like uh, now you're making me blush uh, and uh, speechless for the uh, first time. In a long no, time. I'm I'm serious. As a listener of this podcast, even though I co-host, just to listen to it and to see you up and about, listen to you up and about, it is inspiring. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. And so, if you haven't listened to the last podcast, you, you might be out of totally out of context. But you know, if you yeah, uh, <laughs> you'll provide some yeah. So, so last last episode, uh, I did an episode talking about you know I I've been an ill, I've, I've been ill, and, and I had a flu for like nine days, um, and just coming out of it. And so you can hear my voice is obviously a little bit um, off. So, um, I I don't know. I just we we just got on uh, a great topic on verse luck versus fate, and uh, and at the end we just ran out of time. So we decided to go well, let's continue on this conversation because i think part two um is an interesting conversation which is a totally separate conversation however it's an important conversation and so give you some context um i was in the u.s uh and canada for about three weeks uh away with my family and um mostly holiday and then but at the end i had three days spending some time uh, at something called mastermind talks with uh jason gaynard and a whole 150 um amazing entrepreneurs uh from around the world and um, you know, the, the well-known fact, I guess, you know, the, the typical fact that there are, uh, some amazing people in this group, uh, you had to be invited. You couldn't, uh, you, you, you can't just buy your way in. Um, and second of all, I think they had, I think 4,000 people apply, um, and only 150 spots. Wow. Um, I think they had their, um, Jason mentioned that they basically have a, uh, uh, a lower acceptance rate than Harvard uh, for this event, and uh, which is awesome. And, and did and you just, feel special being accepted in? Uh, yeah, no, I, I'm just being privileged to even just be invited. Uh, first of all, and then uh, also, yeah, and then accepting it was uh, was pretty amazing. So, because I got to hang out with some just some incredible people. I'm talking about people that you know most of you would probably know. Um, and uh, and the event itself was amazing, and it wasn't so much necessarily the content that was provided by the event, but the experience that we actually got to do. Uh, I held a gun for the first time in my life. <laughs> oh, uh, wow. Yeah. Uh, we, you know, we could pick certain activities. And uh, one of the things we, uh, that I'd never done before was actually skeet shooting. And so um, and so there was some target shooting and some skeet shooting, which is it's like, an Olympic sport, skeet shooting. You're going to join the, uh, yeah, I don't know if it, the local uh, shooting club. We're going to yeah. see you down the local rifle club and you'll be representing Australia. <laughs> yeah, absolutely not. Uh, I think uh, Mr. Diamond has. Lawrence uh, Tam for gold. Yeah. It's, it's, it's just an interesting thing. Like, you know, being Canadian, in Australian, um, you know, we don't touch guns uh, very often. But to the Americans, um, my friends are Americans. It's like it's like <laughs> it's un-American it's, not to go there. It's and, actually uh, it's very funny. Well, oh, it's very funny. Like most of them, 
you know, who, who literally every American that I, uh, that, you know, were there, um, have shot before at some point in their life or held a gun in this point. It's just part of the culture. And I really recognize that, um, it's just a, the, it's a just different culture as being Canadian and an Australian. You don't, that's not part of our culture. Um, and so there's, you know, there's all certain fears around that. And, but it was just, you know, it was, it was just fun to try different experiences. But anyways, I'm di- uh, I divert. The main thing I want to talk about is that one of the pe- people that I met, his name is Randy Kelly. Um, he is a former Navy SEAL sniper. And, uh, and one of the things that, um, we were able to do was, uh, get into round tables and round tables was, um, basically you had, you know, an, an hour and you could choose from seven amazing attendees who were going to talk about whatever their expert, uh, expertise was that they wanted to teach, which was pretty cool. And Randy Kelly, um, was a Navy SEAL and he was talking about, um, uh, meditating, um, and every morning we did this exercise that we could, you know, go to different exercises. And I, I got a chance to go and learn how to meditate, um, from a Navy SEAL sniper and a psychologist as well, which was really pretty cool. But he told the story and I thought is really relevant to most people's lives. And I thought, uh, I'll share it with you and then we can talk about it. So the story is, uh, the gazelle versus the wolf. And so the gazelle versus the wolf was a story about where he says that, you know, in the wild, um, you know, somewhere in the Serengeti, um, you know, a lion is just about to pounce on this, um, this herd of gazelles. And when, it, when it's ready, he just attacks, boom. And here he goes. And then all of a sudden, what, what do the gazelles do? Gazelles. Yeah. They run and they run as fast as they can. And really it's about saving themselves, right? The goal of the gazelle is, is to outrun your partner, right? Whoever you're with. I mean, it's pure survival There's mode. No team in eye. Yeah. And, and I, I get it. And I, and, 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 uh, and that's what most people would do. Um, and then he contrasts that story, um, you know, by saying that, at some, at the same time, you know, somewhere across the other side of the world, somewhere in a forest, you know, a brown bear decides to attack uh, a, a wolf. And as he takes a swipe of that wolf, right, there's, you know, that wolf might be injured in, in some sort. But the problem is that what ends up happening is that, that you know, unlike the gazelle, the, the wolf um, have its brothers and sisters. And they all, like, sort of turn and they look at the bear and they instinctively begin to attack the bear in all directions, you know, to protect family. And that's the difference between a gazelle and a wolf pack. You know, a wolf pack is is a, a wolf will be is that they stand to fight with each other, not to run away uh, from uh, from from the from the predator. And that's the difference between um, the you know the, the um, people who are have a wolf pack and people who don't have a wolf pack and in being gazelle. And so the, the 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 true thing to understand from this is that you know there's only in in our DNA um, he goes on and talks about in our DNA there's only really about ten percent of us um, probably people that are listening to the show right the ten percent of the people um, in the world are actually hunters and the rest the ninety percent are what we call farmers and I thought that's an interesting contrast and to understand what hunters and farmers are hunters are meant to hunt. And they go and go out and hunt where farmers are meant to basically do tasks. Hunters are mission orientated, right? They're driven by the mission at task, uh, sorry, versus the farmers that are driven by the tasks. And every company have hunters and farmers. The problem is, is that hunters, right, um, think that everybody else is a hunter. And so therefore they treat everybody like a hunter, but they're mostly farmers who actually do the work, who are task oriented, And therefore they get frustrated with, the hunters get frustrated with the farmers themselves simply because 
they're, you know, they're not focusing on the mission. They don't understand. They don't have the same drive and they get frustrated and they get into arguments and nothing works and it breaks down. Is that um, part of my ignorance, but is that, is that uh, akin to saying that 10% of us are wolves and 90% of us are gazelles? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So the, the thing is, is that, yeah, the, 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 the analogy is that, that the 10% is the, the wolf pack. Um, and the importance of, of, of the importance of actually having a wolf pack surrounding you to help you achieve what you do. I mean, just think about the reason why you want to have a wolf pack. The thing is, is that not one individual wolf is going to have it all. There's no super wolf, right? The thing is, is that when you have yep. a wolf pack, you, you know, the importance of having a wolf pack, whether it be two, like two or more is a wolf pack, right? It doesn't have to be a team. We're of just five. talking your friends and your peer group right now, just to, just to bring back this um, exactly. metaphor to real life. We're talking about your peer group right now, yeah? Yeah, your, your peer group or your, you know, your company or wherever. You need to have someone who's yep. be able to tell you the truth, someone who's able to have your back, right? Um, no matter what the situation is, think about think about from a Navy SEALs perspective. Like a team of either Navy SEALs, usually a sniper team is two, right? You got a sniper, yep. you got the you got the shooter, and you also got someone who's um, basically I don't know what they call it, but basically someone who who measures the distance and everything else, right? It's a sniper team of two. But you know, if you think about a team of say a Navy SEALs team of like four or five, when they go into a situation, you know, if you we all seen the movies, but they go in as a group with with one person going in, but the other people are there to cover their back. Right, they cover the sides yep. and the back, and they cover and they go in rotations. And so, in your life, the question is, who do you have in your life that's going to cover your back? Right, who in your life is going to be able to do the things that you're not great at, so that you can accomplish? Um, you know, so you can, but you know that they're there for you to do that thing, so that you can actually just focus on what you do best. Oh, this is a good one. This is a good one because I'm thinking of multiple different areas of life where at some point. At some points, I'm a gazelle, and at other points, I'm a wolf. Is that possible? Because in a <laughs> that's fight, an interesting question. I'm going to share with you an example to to see if you can answer this. I remember, I've never been in a fist fight, so people don't come chasing after me, all right? Because I just suck at fist fighting. It's just, I'm not inclined to do it. I'm, it's always like the absolute last resort. And I remember when I was about 16, there was a guy that wanted to beat the living daylights out of me. Might have had to have something to do with a girl. And anyway, the last thing I wanted to do was have a fist fight. So, I actually left. This was at Moomba. Uh, no, it was at Moomba or a disco. Anyway, I left because I was a gazelle. I just did not even want to face that fight. But then all of my mates jumped in and confronted this person who wanted to fight me. So, essentially, the gazelle ran away and the wolf came in. <laughs> but then there's other times in life, whether it's, say, with my family or in certain parts of my business where I'm just the wolf all the way and um, there's no way that, um, that that would ever change. But I know there's other areas of my life, like physical physical confrontations, where I'm a, I'd be a gazelle every day of the week. Um, so, is it something that we can... Yeah, like, do we have parts of our life that shift from one to the other? Well, there could be. I, I don't know what the answer to that is. Um, and my, my thinking of that is that... You didn't spend nine days in bed thinking about... <laughs> no, thinking- not really. <laughs> I just accept facts and move on. Uh, I, I think for me, I, I think for me is that I think it, it's a bit of both. So, um, I, I don't... I, I see, I think DNA, inside our genetics, I think we are one or the other. Um, not to say there's one thing that's wrong. There's nothing wrong with the farmers. Uh, there's nothing wrong with being gazelle. Um, it's just that it is what it is, right? And 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 just your ability to recognize that it's really important. Because if without gazelles, if we're all freaking hunters, then we're not going to have people doing the work that needs to be done, 
you know, uh, to, to yeah. make this world functional, right? And so you can't, we all can't all be hunters, uh, we, but we all can't be farmers either at the same time. So there has to be a, 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 a proportion um, that's different. But you just got to recognize what, you're, what you are and lean into it. And a couple of things is that, you know, I don't think it's necessary it just means that you step away from a fight is that you're a gazelle. I don't necessarily think that at all. Like just because you step away from a fight, that might be the smartest thing you could do, right? You know, you, that might be yeah, a smart yeah, thing yeah. for us. I would, run, I would run like a gazelle though. <laughs> <laughs> that I can see. That I can see, Marcus. Uh, you know, not to make fun of your writing style, but I, that I can see. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, you know, if you change the situation, for example, if that, you know, if uh, if a person brings up to a fight and you know your family's in danger, um, I can. I'm totally you different. That, yeah, wolf. Wolf kicks in straight away. Exactly. So I think that it's instinctively in you, um, and it's it's in the fight, right? So you you like a challenge. You, you know, if you look at your your life and you, you you know your decisions you make, you don't run away from from things that are just being tough. Like you've yep. always made decisions, um, you know, especially uh, recently that you make decisions based on when things are, are tough and you and you make those decisions based on um, you're not scared of them and you yep. you lean into it. And so yep. I think that's what that's what we're talking about is that, you know, you know, being a wolf uh, is is there's I think there's varying degrees of different types of hunters and wolves. Right. Um, there's no like yeah, means cool. that I think that's really important to know that, too. And I recognize that I'm not Hey, I'm not I'm I'll be the first one to say that I'm not a uh uh, I don't even know what you term them. I know that Randy and I were having this discussion, but we never actually finished this conversation about, you know, what are the different levels of hunters, right? Or what are the different levels of woes? Because there are in, true instinctive killers, right? That are out there in our in our in our in our population. And I don't mean like killers, like, but there are people who got a sharp eye, and they will they will eat you alive in a sense if you go into a negotiation situation, right? And okay, you- so there, I'm going to tell you, LT, there's the pack, there's the mid-ranking wolves, there's the omega, the sawtooth pups, the beta wolf, the alpha female, and the alpha male. Yeah. That Perfect. is the wolf pack. Yeah, and, and I think that, oh, that's great. Perfect. Like, I don't, I don't believe I'm an alpha. You know what I mean? I don't know that I would ever think that I'm an alpha. And so therefore, you know, I need to know where I place in that wolf pack. doesn't mean that I don't have any importance in that wolf pack. Um, and there's no reason why that you can't surround yourself with other people who are, um, who's important, you know, who's, who's also have specific roles uh, within that. And so I think it's about recognizing where you lie uh, genetically and where your genius is and being, um, you know, as Gary Vaynerchuk calls it, self-awareness and being aware, fully aware of what you are are able to contribute and and be okay with that you know and and the thing is that we 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 may say for example we might admire um certain people right like say elon Mm. musk or steve jobs or whatever right Um, you might admire for what they've accomplished but doesn't necessarily mean that you should be like them or are you anywhere close to like them just because it's not within your dna or genetics to be able to function like that um and you know they are anomalies you know but doesn't mean yeah. that you can't go and study them, learn parts of what they do, and start to incorporate and ingrain that into your um, your path. Um, you just got to recognize that just you know that you got to lean on who you are rather than trying to become someone else. Oh, I couldn't. This has been such a. This has been a very profound theme uh, for myself in the last uh, even forty eight hours. I was on a, a mentoring call last night with a client who went and saw Therese Kerr, speak Miranda's mum, who's been featured on the yep. Wellness Guys before, and she was so enamored with her talk that she thought, "Oh, maybe, maybe my life's purpose is directed in, you know, chemical free cosmetics and." And uh, makeups and shampoos and all those other things, and she said, "But I don't really know." And I said, "Well, maybe it wasn't that. Maybe it wasn't Teresa's inspiration on all of those um, 
on cosmetics and shampoos and the rest. Maybe it was the fact that Therese Kerr has dedicated her life to something which she feels incredibly strongly and inspired about, that that is what is inspiring to you. And she goes, oh, my gosh, absolutely. And, and so I said, it's not because she loves cosmetics that's inspiring to you. It's because she's an inspired person. And that, I think, LT, which is, which is similar to what you were just saying, is it doesn't mean we go and copy Therese Kerr and we be like Therese Kerr or like Lawrence Tam or Elon Musk or whoever it is, but we can be inspired by the fact that there's inspired human beings out there in any kind of industry and that is what can inspire us to live our own um, great life. Exactly. And I think that oftentimes we fall in the trap. I fall in the trap that uh, fall into that trap a lot too as well. So, you know, I'm, I'm just human. So we tendencies, we fall in love with people. Um, we, we fall in love with their passion. And so therefore we want to be just like them. And then we start making choices based on them. Unless your DNA, uh, like your your actual uh, genetic tendencies in terms of what you're great at and the way your decision-making is, uh, typically is not, um, it's going to be a hard road. And you start to be disappointed uh, in the road you that you chose. And so I'm really clear on um, to, to, you know, in, in any path that you choose is that, you know, be inspired by people, but, you know, you got to find that path for yourself and no one's going to be able to tell you what that is. You can get help, obviously people to guide you and, and, and direct you in some way. But at the end of the day, you have to make those decisions and no one's going to know what lights you up on the, um, you know, no one can really tell you what lights you up, but they can tell you what has lit you up in the past. Um, yeah. You know, that you can go in backwards and you can look at that. So I think those are important things to kind of look at. Yeah, totally. Can we talk about um, on this Wolfpack versus Gazelle uh, metaphor, can we talk about just the power of peer group? Because I think we've spoken about this a number of times in, in different scenarios on the podcast, but I want to bring up just scenarios where our peer group, we, we can either define as a pack of gazelles or, or a pack of wolves. And um, I don't know about you, LT, but I think in times of stress and challenge is when we can really get a sense of, of what our friendship group is like. Um, I remember it was probably over 10 years ago now, maybe even 15 years ago, one of my best mates at the time developed testicular cancer and I think he was in his early 20s and um, and his mates ran like gazelles as fast as they could, maybe not consciously but he felt so isolated at that point in time because all he wanted was what he was used to, his social life, his friends to be around him and he felt so lonely uh, and when you brought up this metaphor of the gazelles versus the wolf pack, I thought, well, it's really only in times of stress that we can define uh, whether we are gazelle or wolf in that certain environment because both of the examples that you gave were a gazelle gets attacked or a wolf gets attacked, which are both stress responses. Um, I really think a great way to measure our, our peer group is by using the metaphor that you've, that you've suggested here, LT, and that is when times have been tough in your life, where do your friends go? Do they come and support you like a wolf pack where you can probably define who's the omega and who's the alpha and the rest of it? You kind of know in your friendship group who takes the lead, who's the peacekeeper, you know, who's the organizer and the rest or do your friends just, for want of a better term, desert you and just um, and self-interest reigns because they don't necessarily um, have the guts um, or they don't necessarily have the, I suppose, uh, for want of a better term, the spirit to be there for you in, in times of stress. I think one of the things that, uh, you know, Randy spoke about, I th- actually in one of my posts, and he, um, he put it perfectly. He says, says that, you know, the one thing in common in both scenarios here is the fight, Right. They're both in a fight yeah. situation, um, whether you're in the gazelle scenario or in the wolf. Um, the difference is that, you know, the wolf pack will emerge, 
right? And 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 so yes, you're absolutely right. When you're in a stress situation, um, it's going to happen. And so you know, who do you want to have around you? Do you want to have a bunch of gazelle around you, or do you want to have a wolf pack with, uh, around you? And you know, I think you know, I'm fortunate. You know, if you want to call it luck or strategic or you know, um, chosen carefully, is that you know, I've surrounded myself with people that are. Um, I believe that I've surrounded myself with the people that I could lean on when I need to call them upon them they're wolves yeah i I believe that i have friends who uh i've built up relationships in the past that even if i hadn't spoken to someone for you know five years and if i called them up and i needed something in the sense that i needed um you know a favor um that those people would would lean on me because i haven't done anything wrong in a sense you know to to make that to to not ask for that favor does that make sense and so but you need to i think you can't just rely on people to do it um there's the scenario that i was thinking about when you were saying this is that if people if you are one of those if the people oh, sorry so i wouldn't say suggest you as a listener if, if one person in your life you notice that what they do on is they heavily rely on their friendship all the time which means that they're all constantly taking versus um giving giving then they're not really uh, they're they're not really a true friend in a sense, right? Because uh, a true wolf pack is that they're not constantly relying on the wolf pack to help them out all the time. They're they're they have a job too, right? They have to invest back into the pack. And so, what's really important is that in any relationship is that you need to invest in your relationships. You need to invest in the time um, to develop those relationships with certain people. And um, you can't ask, you can't take out something you haven't given. And so, it's like a bank account. You can't really pull out favors from someone or lean on your friends, um, so-called friends, or your contacts or associates um, if you haven't deposited any money into it. Right, or deposit any time and effort into that relationship. If you're always constantly taking, sooner or later you're going to run out of favors. And so, I believe that you know the the the, the pack that we develop, and you can develop one pack wolf at a time. You don't need to develop like a whole bunch of everybody. Is that you need to invest in your relationships that you have because that's really the only thing you got um, in life. And you know, so in times of stress, you don't want to be able to withdraw. Um, when you got nothing in there, so you might as well invest when invest in the relationships when there is not times of stress, and so that you can withdraw when there is times of stress, and that you've already accumulated enough in the bank account to be able to take that withdrawal. As you say this, I'm thinking, okay, what's the best way in order to transition to a more wolf pack type peer group than gazelle? And you know, I'm thinking, you know, generally what I would always recommend with people is you write down. You know, your list of five or your list of 10 friends and you simply put a G or a W next to their name and then you might go, all right, I'm, I'm dominated by gazelles or I'm dominated by wolves at which point you can go, okay, that's great. Um, but then like I think you're either just saying or you're recently saying, you don't have to turn this on its head and go, I'm just going to banish you know, all those gazelles, but you can definitely make a conscious effort to begin hunting out, seeking out more wolves, strategically going about improving your peer group by going, all right, who are the wolves that I want to align with? It might be people on the wellness couch. It might be other people that, you know, listen to the wellness couch podcast. It might be people that you exercise with, that you work with or whoever, but this does take leadership. It does take effort. And like you say, LT, it takes a whole dose of giving. This isn't a taking uh, world. This is a giving world. And so, if you want to, you know, um, improve the percentage or if you want to improve the um, who has favor in your peer group, it does take some strategic work from yourself. It doesn't just happen. It does take a level of leadership um, and will and 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 just think, think of the difference between a wolf and a gazelle. You have to become more wolf-like and hunt these people out um, and, do it, and do it well. 
Well, it's a contrast of, of like, let's change it back to the context of hunters and farmers, right? So we got to recognize that just because someone is a farmer, you don't be friends with them because you need farmers, right? You need farmers in your life to get things done. You need farmers to be there because that's their task oriented. You just got to give them the task. You just got to know how to communicate to a farmer, right? You just can't communicate them like a hunter. So it's just like, you know, basic human relationship is that you just can't, you need to communicate it in the values that they, um, that they value, not what you value. And so if you can't, what, the only reason why we create conflicts um, in our relationships and create conflicts uh, in, um, in work environments and so on and so forth is because we're communicating to people that are in the different, that have different value systems. So if you don't communicate in their, their value systems, you're going to run into trouble. And so all we're <laughs> suggesting is it doesn't necessarily mean that just because someone is a hunter uh, or a farmer or a gazelle doesn't mean that you shouldn't be friends with them because you need them in your life. Just know that what they're you got to just know their place. You need to know the, how they serve you and how you serve them. And so it's about finding and, 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 you know, you need to find those, those people in your life. And I think this is the suggestion I have is that, you know, first of all, you already know, you already instinctively know who's a hunter and you already instinctively know who's a wolf. You already instinctively know who's a farmer and you know who instinctively who's a gazelle, right? Yeah. And so, you may be wrong about them, but I'm pretty sure your gut instinct tells you. Now, right? because if you've gone through any tough times with your friends, you know instinctively who disappears and who hangs tough. Exactly. And that's, I think, the easy definition of knowing who the wolves and the gazelles are. You, you know them by heart. You just may not want to admit that. And so if, you are, if you're listening to this, which I highly doubt, if anybody's listening to the Inside Champions, you guarantee most likely you're going to be a hunter. All right, or a wolf of some sort. Um, this is regardless of gender. That's the other burning question I have. Like, this isn't a gender-based no, nothing to do with discussion. The no, this is about how you behave. Like, this is how yep. the human behaviors. How do you behave when when times of stress, when there's a fight? What do you do? And you know, do you do you actually go in and 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 how do you make decisions? And this is what I'm talking about. Is that you just got to recognize who you are, um, and lean into it, and and basically, you know, and find. You know, in order to survive, you it's hard to do be a lone wolf, and so therefore your opportunities, rather than um, throwing your other friends or colleagues under the bus, is that you need to surround yourself with people who are going to protect you when when things are down. Because you mm-hmm. know, trust me, n- 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 nothing in this world is always going to be on the up and up, right? It's always going to be ups and downs, and so you need to lean on the people that that you know that when you need to uh, to help you out in, in times of need, in times of stress, or in times of fight. Oh, there's so much wisdom in here. I feel like uh, you know, just my own personal insights from here is I want to go and apply. I really want to go and do another. Uh, I think living up here, uh, it's two years, just two years, last couple of weeks that we since we moved up here, and so peer group is a really big thing. Obviously, it's it's all brand new, constantly meeting new people all the time, and I do think just in my own mindset, there's always a filtration process, mm-hmm. you know, uh, between. Uh, yeah, the wolves and the gazelles, obviously, the more you get to meet people, the more time you spend with them and the rest, the more you recognize as to who you want to uh, spend more time with, who you want to hang around and, and, and who you want to, I suppose, let into your life as well. Um, what do you suggest for people that, that I suppose, I don't want to say that feel introverted, but they don't necessarily find it that easy to develop new relationships? Because I know there's a lot of people out there, we live in a very extroverted world, but I know there's a lot of people you know, listening that go, you know, like generally I'm a, I'm a naturally introverted type of person. What would you suggest for people that find it difficult to really begin um, those types of relationships? Well, first of all, I think one of the things that we need to understand is that, you know, there's nothing wrong with being an introvert. I'm an introvert. Okay. So yeah. um, I think people may not see me that way, but you know, it surprises a lot of people, but I am a total introvert. You know, I'd rather be in it. Like I'd rather be by myself, um, you know, 
at a party for whatever you know or you know a situation than trying to go out uh, externally however having said that i've also learned to know that i can tap into my extroverted side now it doesn't mean yeah so let's be very clear is that just because you're an introvert doesn't mean you don't have an extroverted side you do have an mm. extroverted side it just takes a lot of energy out of you you just can't sustain that right so <laughs> as, as an introvert myself like is that why you fell ill after three or four days of yeah, schmoozing, partying, exactly. and just, it just light nights, and extroverting. Me. Yeah, exactly. It destroyed me. And and but yeah. some people who are natural extroverts, um, you know, that uh, energizes them. That, that energizes like, them. Like just, say, Damien yeah. Christoph, like he, although he, he doesn't think he's an extrovert, <laughs> like freaking hell, he's the most. Are you extrovert. serious? He doesn't think yeah, he's an he extrovert. Yeah, it, it's like it's ridiculous, <laughs> right? Because you know, sometimes you just don't see the truth. You know, you're, you're well, then the world truth. knows Damien Christoph better than he knows himself. Exactly. And so, because you know, but the thing is that he 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 craves for uh, the introverted side, the quiet side. Of course, he does, right? Because that's what he doesn't um, have all the time. But doesn't necessarily mean I'm not picking on Damien here. Just that anybody extroverted, right? You naturally know that you're extroverted or introverted but the, remember that's your natural energy state doesn't necessarily mean you don't have the other side we all have extroverted states and we all have introverted states it's just that which yeah. side do you typically lean on um you know that you you know that naturally energy flows through it i can be extroverted but i can't sustain an extroverted side of me for long periods of time uh it drains me um and so for those people who are introverted you 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 typically um are going to be people like myself who don't necessarily get energy from you know meeting a lot of people we just get energy from meeting the right people and so quality over quantity exactly and there's nothing wrong with that i'm surrounded by people who have high quantity of uh, connections but i don't need to know them all right i just yeah. need to know that i'm connected to the right person who is connected to them all um and so I think it's important to recognize that, you know, you know what your natural state is and then lean into that. Like if you feel like you are more of a uh, introverted person who gets into deeper relationships, then go find deeper relationship. Now, having said that, it's a numbers game, which means that it's going to be harder, right? Harder for you to develop uh, and meet the right person um, and that you can have that deep connection with, but doesn't mean that you shouldn't try. So just realize that it might take you longer. Um, you know, I'm, I'm very... Um, specific on who I meet in terms of who I talk to and who I let into my life uh, and who I open up to. But I just get this gut instinct on certain people when I meet them. And maybe that's one of my skills. I mean, one of my skills is that I'm able to read people very easily and with to know whether or not um, we we match. That, I mean, uh, look, let's go back to the group of 150 people. There's a there's a lot of entrepreneurs, which means there are a lot of alphas in the male, in the room, right? Male and female. I just know that certain people I just don't attract to, right? Like I'm probably get along with them. Um, they're really nice people. They're just what's the most amazing thing about uh, in, in a group environment like that because it's very you know catered. That uh, they are actually very self filtering um, in terms of they they, they you know um, they're self selected in terms of to be in a group like that. However, they're just certain people that I would. Um, energetically just don't match but there's certain people I match energetically even just by meeting them without even having to have an open discussion with them and just by looking at them you just kind of know I don't know if you have ever felt that Marcus yeah we just, you just know like hmm, you and I will get along and, and you don't have to be able to explain it this is something that you feel your way into absolutely like I literally like there's a guy named James um, James is a guy you know uh, you know maybe I'll share some story about him he's the guy who actually discovered the book with Martian um, I don't know if you know that story that the Martian the, the movie with um, uh, Mark Damon, um, yep. you know, w w was actually uh, uh, written online. The book was written online. And James has got a company who turns books into audiobooks. 
and uh, he discovered The Martian. He's the one who actually put The Martian into an audiobook, which became the best-selling audiobook of all time, which then wow. became the movie. Uh, um, yeah, so he was the one who discovered it. And, you know, James and I just connected, like, right away. Uh, and, you know, we, we've, we've committed to each other, accountability to meditate every single day, um, you know, for 30 days straight. You know, so, like, people like that in your life. And, you know, honestly, we probably had a conversation, you know, maybe no more than an hour. Um, but I felt like I know him, you know what I mean? And so, you know, I hope he feels the same way. But at the same time, it's that, it's that you 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 lean for people like me, and if you are similar to me, is that you find those people and you just know. I think it's about being curious and being, um, you know, curious about them and how you can help them um, in their life. And that's what it is. That's what building relationship is about, is that it's about just caring about people because they're a human being, not because of who they are, what they have, um, or how they can help you all the time. And that yeah. was one of the most interesting conversations that we've actually had all the way through like the, the, in the meeting all these people is that none of us, and, and I mean none of us, when we meet someone, you know, most networking events, you usually go, hi, how are you? What do you do? I don't yeah. think I, I, I never asked that question and no one ever asked me. Wow. Because no one cared. No one cared wow. about what you did. Everybody just cared about you as a human being. And, and that was the most fascinating thing I ever felt in my life that, you know, over 150 people, all these people we met, no one really asked what you did. Like, I mean, it probably just came up in conversation later, later on, but no, that wasn't yeah. the first question asked. It was just more like, you know, where are you from? And, you know, where can we find some commonalities to talk about? And that's how, and I met some amazing like people um, and I still don't know what they do and it doesn't matter. And that was the most interesting thing that come come uh, come across. So I hope that helps in some way for those introverts who are listening to this. Is that you just need to find certain people and develop deep relationships with them. And sometimes that takes time. Sometimes it takes years to form. Sometimes it takes minutes. Um, there's no right or wrong answer to that. Nice work. So much wisdom. It's been a great double episode, I'll tell you. Didn't think we'd get it, but we did. And as I said at the beginning of this uh, episode, thanks again for pushing through. And uh, tell you what, living the true champion mindset, it's been great um, that you've been able to put this time into this topic for the last couple of episodes. Truly appreciate it. Well, thanks, guys. And uh, thanks for listening, guys. And I really appreciate it. We'd love to have some feedback. And if you can, go to our facebook.com uh, slash inside champions. Let us know what you think. And, uh, you know, tell, tell us what you think you need uh, in your wolf pack. Uh, I think that's really important to kind of recognize what you need um, because it's about finding the skill sets that you don't have or the, the things that you need help with. Uh, we're not, we all can't be uh, great at everything. So you might as well find out what your weaknesses are and uh, make sure that you can tap into and build relationships one at a time to develop your wolf pack. And, uh, Marcus, uh, just pleased to know that you. You are my pack, buddy. Thank you so much Absolutely. for being there Likewise. all the time. Um, guys, make sure you go to wellnesscouch.com um, and uh, listen to you know other uh, podcasts that are available there. Please share this with your friends um, and uh, let's get this message out there. Let's uh, take Champion's Mind and, uh, and, uh, and, and take it to a new level. Subscribe to us on iTunes. Give us a comment there. That's going to help us a lot. And uh, I hope you enjoyed this particular episode and we'll see you in a couple of weeks. This is Inside Champion's Mind, a show dedicated to helping you overcome mediocrity in pursuit of being world-class in anything you do. I'm Lawrence Tam. He's Marcus Spears. See you on the next episode. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.